Welcome to Annie's Pink Chair. How's everyone doing today? Listen, I have a very special guest that I am so excited to share with you that's here today. And actually, I met her at my job at Hookers for Jesus. She's such a blessing to us, and she also has a, an amazing story of how she came to Jesus and why she works for Hookers for Jesus. So, Nikki... Hi. I'm so happy you're here today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I, I wanted to bring you on because I know that you have such an amazing testimony of your journey mm -hmm. and how it started like when you were very young Yeah. and how God is faithful. Yes. Right? Yes. So can you tell us a little bit about you? Sure. Um, well, um, I'm Nikki Anderson. Yes. I'm married, and we've been married for yeah. almost 20 years. 20. In March, it'll be 20 wow. years. Yep. And uh, we have a son who is now in a Christian college in Canada, and um, he's that's another God story for another time. But um, it's amazing that he's there, and uh, yeah, so... So how did you come to Christ? Like, what was your first, like, real introduction to him? Um, I grew up Catholic, so, mm -hmm. you know, Jesus was always part of the story. We had the same prayers we would say over and over. I went to Catholic school for you had a, rosary? a while. I had a rosary, <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, it didn't hit me until after I got married. I got married in March, and I got saved in May. And my... 20 um, years ago. Yes, yes, 20 years ago. My um, boss brought me into his office, and at first I was like, okay, I'm never in his office. And he shut the door, and he goes, I can get fired for this. And I thought, oh, my gosh, well, what do you mean? You know, what, what's going on? Either he's going to hit on me or I'm going to get fired. I don't know. And why did you think he would hit on you potentially? Um, I've had quite a bit of trauma in my life, and okay. men used me a lot. So you see how so. the trauma brain thinks? Mm -hmm. It's yep. like that guy's going to hit right on to me. That. Yeah, you went right to the offense, right? Mm -hmm. Immediately. So then what did he say to you? So um, he brought me over to his desk and he opened up the Bible. And I was like, okay, this is weird. What do you, okay. And he goes, here, read this. And so he actually did the Romans road to uh, redemption. And, and that I was like, yeah, I want this. Romans 10. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Anyway, that's that's where it started, and mm -hmm. then I was asking him question after question after question, and he um, he goes, you know, my wife works in that department. Why don't you go talk to her? Because I didn't know it was inappropriate to be talking to him about these matters and him, just him and I, and uh, so that was another thing that God revealed to me that you know I don't need to be friends with the husband. I need to be friends with the wife. Right. So, but I've, let's let's dig why you were thinking. Mm -hmm. Let's dig into that memory of okay. why you thought he was going to hit on you. Like, where does this come from? Okay, so uh, one of my first memories is when I was probably about four, and it was an inappropriate mem memory with my grandfather, and um, I was molested. Mm -hmm. And when, I mean, it went through my whole life. My parents got divorced when I was five, and so my mom and I moved to Michigan from Washington, and when... I would come back for the summer, I would stay with my grandparents, and um, my grandma had a daycare, and my grandfather molested me. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. So Did it was all until, um, I was probably about 15 or 16, I was learning how to drive, and that's when I was like, I'm What done. age did that start? About four. So, do you yeah. understand how, what a miracle you are, Nikki? Because... <laughs> 
a lot of the ladies, and you know this, mm-hmm. the clients we deal with that have been mm-hmm. trafficked, yeah. severely trafficked, a lot of them had family, mm-hmm. you know, internal abuse, yeah. sexual abuse, yeah. that was very traumatic, where your brain develops a certain way yeah. when you're abused sexually as a child. Mm-hmm. And you can carry that weight for many, many years, or if not the rest of your life, right? Right, right. And so you were thinking, you know, obviously with this guy, um, either he's going to hit on me or he's going to fire me. I'm not sure what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the instinct of your brain going straight to that memory of he might hurt me. Of a man's going to hurt me. I mean, Mm -hmm. how did you get through this all these years? Like, how how did you deal with this as a little girl from age 4 to 15? How did your mind reconcile any of that? Well, um, my, I was learning how to drive, and so my grandfather, um, he stopped at a park, and he was getting ready to try something. And I, I said, you know what, Grandpa, I just want to drive. And so it was right around the time that law came out that if an adult knew that a child was being molested or hurt in any way, they needed to say something. And so I just happened to drive over to my friend's house and to see if she was there so I could kind of escape, if you will. And she wasn't there, but her mom was. And so I kind of just rough draft, told her real quick that my grandpa tried to touch me again. And she goes, again? And I go, yeah. She goes, I can't let you in the car with him. And I said, well, I have to go back. My, my mom and I are doing laundry at their house. I, I have to go back. I can't be here. My mom will be very upset. And uh, she goes, no, you're going to go to the car and tell him that your friend is here. And we are going to then call the police and call your mom. I was like, Oh, okay. That was a lot for a 15-year-old. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, uh, she ended up calling my mom. My mom freaked out. And, and again, the trauma, I was thinking that she was mad at me, but she was mad at the situation about the abuse. Right. So, um, anyway, that's where the forgiveness began to happen because I thought, what did I do? What did I do? Now my grandpa's going to go to jail and the whole family's going to be busted up. Yeah, exactly. And and scandal, like total scandal. Yeah, exactly. Whether it's the Catholic church or privately Mm -hmm. with all of your family and and your neighbors know, I mean, your neighbor, I mean, you told her. Yeah. That's really incredible. Brave of you, Nikki, to even do that. Most children don't even have the guts to tell someone. Yeah. I'm being molested. I mean, maybe there's not even a word for that. Mm-hmm. You know, my yeah. grandpa's touching me. Yeah, that was exactly so what I'd say. How did you, you know, get through this journey? Like, did you see your grandpa again after that? Did he go to jail? What happened? Yeah. So um, after all of the police work, we were we didn't see him for about a year. So the police and did come. Yes. And um, he did not go to jail because they weren't quite sure what to do with him at that point. That still was a new law, so they weren't sure. So they ended up um, taking him to therapy, and um, the therapy worked for him. So later on, when we did get to see them about a year later, um, he wasn't allowed to be in a room with anyone under the age of 18. So if I walked into the room and it was just him and I, he would get up and leave because he knew he'd go to jail, and he wow. didn't want that. Wow. So, Yeah. Did that feel really uncomfortable? Yeah, it was. I was like, what's he doing? Because I didn't understand the process. You know, I was still kind of young. But um, did you want to say something to him after you told on him? Like, Grandpa, I'm sorry I had to tell. Yeah, I think I did. But I didn't. I don't like confrontation. And so that was that would be huge. So um, that's where. um, Thank you, Jesus. That's where he came in, because later in life he told me to forgive him. 
How do you reconcile something like that? Um, I was going to a Bible study and we were talking about forgiveness. And um, one of the gals in the Bible study, she said, you should write your grandpa a letter and you should forgive him. And I thought, oh, no, I, I don't know if I can do that. She goes, yeah. If I'm going to punch him. What are you yeah, talking about? And yeah. punish him. She said him. The, the measure of forgiveness you give is the measure God will give you. And so I went, okay. So well, I'm I, not a child molester. What does he have to, what does he have to forgive me from? <laughs> yeah. Right? Because right. that's how we think. Like, I've not, I've not molested a child, so why, would I, why should yeah. I forgive him? Yeah. Well, I, I ended up writing the letter, and I wrote the Romans Road also in the letter. And um, I felt like I needed to really send it, not just for me, but for him too. And so I did. I sent it off to him. And um, the next time I saw, physically saw my grandfather, the look on his face was so different from the looks previous years. Previous years was more of a lust, but this time it was of love, like a genuine, I love you, thank you, you know, relief. So, yeah. You could tell there was a difference, right? Yes, I could tell immediately there was a difference. That, and, and that has to just feel like a, really a peace in your heart Yeah. to know. Yeah. But then also, how did you get, I, I have a, just a, a question because mm-hmm. I don't, it's hard for me to be like, let's say in the room of someone that abused me and mm-hmm. to just let, just let it go now. Like yeah. it's, it's a point where I just have to walk up to him and go, you know what you did, yeah. right? <laughs> Yeah. You're a jerk, you yeah. know, so I, I don't, it's, it's really hard for me to wrap my heart and my mind around it without yeah. the love yeah. of Jesus yeah. because it's not me yeah. to naturally forgive yeah. or to accept that it happened, it's done and I need to let it go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So do you think that your just the, the way you've lived your life and how you kind of like grew out of that area of your life did, has this affected your personal life in a lot of different ways like obviously Absolutely. at work mm-hmm. you thought your boss was going to do something mm-hmm. to you yeah so do you think trauma's played a role in your life a little bit oh absolutely when um like i said we got married in march i got saved in may and then in august we got pregnant And when I found out I was having a boy, I nearly cried because I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm going to do this to him. And I knew I didn't want to do that to my son. I knew that that wasn't who I was, that that just the thought of it was disgusting. And um, so, again, that's when that my friend with the letter. That's really good. Mm -hmm. Now, now listen, we're going to be right back. But I want you to share, Nikki, because I want to unwrap what you just said. You thought Mm -hmm. that you might do this to your own son. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But here's the here's the stats that it, it there's stats that say that you won't. Yeah. That Praise most Jesus. people that have been abused will not be become the abuser. Mm-hmm. However, there are stats that say that some people will. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. listen, you guys, when we come back, we're going to hear the rest of Nikki's fantastic testimony about how she became a warrior for Christ in overcoming sexual abuse. Hi, I'm Annie LaBert from Pink Chair, and I wanted to share with you today that we are in need of support for our show. This show is made possible by you. The only way that we can stay on the air, stay on television, do our podcast is to get donations. 
And you know what? Jesus said it so plainly. He said in Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. You guys, you know, television, podcasting is not free. And I truly believe that we have such a great message to give the world about love, about forgiveness, about healing from trauma, healing from sexual abuse, about sex trafficking, about current events that are happening in our country, in our world. And it's so important that we get your partnership on a monthly basis or just even a one-time donation. It's really simple. All you have to do is go to hookersforjesus.net, click on that link, and you can even put in the note in your donation, this is for Pink Chair. We appreciate every single dollar that you give because it goes to sharing the truth of Jesus Christ and what he's done for all of us in the world. He came into this world to save humanity from itself. Won't you become a brand new partner with us today and go to hookersforjesus.net, click donate and just write down pink chair or you don't even have to say pink chair. You can put media and it will go towards our television show, Annie's Pink Chair and towards our podcast, Pink Chair. Thank you so much and God bless you. Welcome back to Annie's Pink Chair. I'm here with my good friend, Nikki Anderson, and we're talking about sexual child abuse. Did you guys know that 90% of children into adulthood do not talk about what's happened to them? Only the 10% talk about it. And today we have Nikki because she's talking about it. So Nikki, did you even know that stat? I'm on this site right now that's telling me these stats. It's just crazy. And I I can't, I'm just like really blown away by these stats. I I, I commend your bravery of telling the truth. So, and most of the time, these children know someone intimately that they knew Mm -hmm. in their family Mm -hmm. or or a close family friend. Mm -hmm. So we were talking earlier about how the traumas affected you, you forgave your grandfather. Mm -hmm. How has this affected you in your life? I mean, obviously your boss, you thought your boss was going to hit on you, Mm -hmm. but he didn't. He showed you Jesus, which is amazing. Um, Like your filter in your brain, do you feel like God's done something for you? Like Jesus has done a work in your heart. So tell me about the Jesus factor. Yeah. he he just is so loving and present all the time and definitely gives me courage for other areas in my life as well. And um, just knowing that he's forgiven me and what I did before I knew him, whoo, that's amazing. And so why can't I give that to somebody else? Why right. can't I give that forgiveness to my grandfather? Are you getting emotional right now? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> What's that scripture you wanted to share with me earlier? Okay. So now keep in mind, my grandparents are now passed away, but it says um, Philippians 1, 3, and it's, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. And it's true. I, I thank him for my remembrance of my grandparents. Because if they were dead, there's no way I would have been able to share that forgiveness with my grandfather. And there's no way that he would be in heaven today. Because I I showed him 
who Jesus was. And again, he was also Catholic, and so he wanted to know more. He would read his Bible every year. He read it multiple times. So, And this him, is after you witnessed to him. Yeah. So I believe he's in heaven sitting next to Jesus right now. Wow. Okay. You know what it says? It says in, in Ephesians 4.32, instead... So I, maybe God, Paul was saying, hey, instead of slapping someone on the face, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> cussing someone out, I'm just putting paraphrases in here, of course, yeah. be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Yep. And if we can just, like you said earlier, compare what we've actually done, mm-hmm. because to him, sin is sin. Yeah. I mean, it, it just is. And then it says in Colossians 3.13, make allowances for each other's faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Now, a lot of people that have been sexually abused, and we know we have some heroes in the faith. I'm going to mention Mama Joyce Meyer, Mm -hmm. because that woman, when I first heard her speak about sexual abuse, I was blown away. I couldn't believe someone actually talked about it in the pulpit. Yeah. Like, I watched her on television before I even went to church, but... Because it it gave me permission, Mm -hmm. because I was sexually abused as a child as well, by a a neighbor that was good friends of our family, Mm -hmm. and my family had no clue. And I hid it. And I just recently told my mother, probably about five years ago, that it happened. And she was like, you're kidding me. I'm like, mom, mom, it happened. So if we don't say something, no one else gets set free. Mm-hmm. And that 90 percentile will stay the 90 percentile mm-hmm. if we don't give other abuse, other abused children and adults a voice, just like you did today. Yeah. I feel like there's someone out there, Nikki, right now that is hearing this story and maybe they were abused by their grandparent or their mother or their father or their uncle or their aunt or whoever it is. And they're getting set free right now because you had the courage to share. Yeah. I, I remember one time um, we were sitting in the front room and my little cousin, who's 10 years younger than me, she jumped up on my lap and she pulled her dress down. And I go, what? He's touching her. I knew he was Wait touching a minute. her. Now, who was this? One of my cousins. Okay. Mm-hmm. I knew that she had been touched by him as well, just because of her reaction. And I was probably about 14 or 15. Okay, it was right before you told on him. Mm -hmm. Yep. So he has other victims in your family. Yes. That he was molesting. Yeah, he actually admitted to quite a few um, from probably about my mom's age um, and younger that he had abused as well, including my mom. Did your mom admit this to you? Yes, and she was called a liar all the time. So did your, your, you finally had peace with your mom about it? Oh, yeah. I, I asked her if I could talk about it on the program, and she started crying. She goes, yes. Oh. So, yeah. How is she doing today? She's doing good. Yeah. Good. So it, to, it seems like to me you're kind of like a bounce-back person. Yeah. Like, like kind of like Joyce Meyer where she just took whatever came against her, the enemy, what he means for harm. Mm-hmm. Yep. God turns it around for good. Yes. Amen. And I like to say this. Booyah, devil. Uh-huh. Glory to God. That's right. <laughs> the demons cannot get us yeah. when we refuse to bow. Because it says, it says that if we submit ourselves to God, mm-hmm. the demons have to flee. Yeah. 
right? Amen. So if we, and, and some of us just want to, and maybe you're out there today, you just cannot let go. What, you know, you can't believe that God could forgive that molester. God could forgive that pedophile. Mm-hmm. And I know this is a very controversial subject. God can't forgive that trafficker, that pimp. But you know what, Nikki, what would you say to that? Oh, no, he forgives all. He died for all. And they're all. We're all. So absolutely, they can be forgiven. Now, we as people probably won't forgive them. But the measure of forgiveness we give is what he's going to give to us. And I think yeah, so. that, that when we all go to heaven, when we see mm-hmm. Christ, yeah. we're going to be very, very, some of us, mm-hmm. shocked. I can't believe they made it in here. <laughs> right. Don't get offended, you guys. Don't yeah. get offended. Now, last thing, because we only have yes. a little bit of time. We okay. went so fast. Okay. <laughs> I want to talk about why you work with Hookers for Jesus. Ah, yes. Um, well, <laughs> tell me the is, story. <laughs> that is a huge blessing. Um, you know, I, I worked for another company before, and it was definitely not a Christian company. And, um, you know, I would, I would read my Bible at lunch and been made fun of, and they'd cuss at me and swear at me. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then um, the recession hit, so I got laid off, and I kicked the dust off my feet as I left because I was like, no one wanted to receive you, Lord, I'm leaving. So, um, and then I was able to stay home with my son and homeschool many years. And then um, he was just getting ready to go to, off to college and I get a phone call from Hookers for Jesus. And uh, I was very excited because I, I wanted to work for a Christian company, Christian organization, but I didn't know where to even start. And so then Hookers for Jesus came up and I was like, yeah, I'll do this. Let's do this. And what do you do? Uh, I am the education outreach coordinator yes so yeah and you help bring in new volunteers yes yes help help just to you know be our community community liaison i should say right yes (laughs) and i you know nikki you're such a blessing oh and you you. bring such light thank you and love and just just beautiful and grace to the offices and you know i had no idea that the way you just shared your story that it was as deep as it was like, I, I just, I'm just so thankful that God sent you to us. Oh, thank you. And if you could say to someone out there right now, your camera's right there, that's struggling right mm-hmm. now, what would you say to them? I mean, they're being molested or they've been molested. What could you, what advice could you give them right now? Yeah. There are people that can help you and you need to make it known. Don't keep it a secret. Don't wait till you're 16. Do it now. If you're five, six, seven, eight, do it now. Um, there's people who can help you, and you will be blessed. And you know what? Jesus is your best friend, but definitely tell somebody. And I think there's also hotlines out there yes. as well. Yeah. And we'll get those for you uh, on the screen. We'll have those pop up. You can call that number, and they'll help you. You can also contact us, too, at Hookers for Jesus. And Nikki works for us. We don't have a website for Nikki, but if you want to say hello to her and ask her any questions, you can always email us at info at hookersforjesus.net. So, Nikki, thank you so much yes. for coming on today. Thank you. And I just wanted to thank you also for the bravery and courage it took you to share today. And I know you said you were nervous, but are you still <laughs> nervous? No. <laughs> see, see what it does? Yeah. When we share our story, mm-hmm. it gives you courage. Yeah. 
So I want to say this again to you out there that's listening right now, right before we end. I feel like the Lord is giving you courage to step out in faith today, to step out in faith, to forgive, to, to step out in faith and actually make that phone call and actually, I don't want to call it rat, but mm-hmm. tell the truth about your situation and get the help that you need for that abuse that's going on. And trust me, if you just open up your voice and you just say what's happening, there's going to be people that are going to come around you. In fact, I'm going to pray right now. Lord, we lift up those that are listening right now that have either been abused, that have a a situation going on right now, and they're scared. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would give them courage. Lord, I ask that you would just cast the fear to the left and to the right, Lord. Lord, that you would give them the, just the, also the healing, the balm of Gilead that they need to, to start the, the deep process of healing in their heart, Lord. And I, I also ask for warriors and people around them to come to them that you, Lord, you would send them the right people to help them on this journey towards giving them the justice that they need, Lord, that you need. And also, Lord, the healing journey of their heart, learning how to forgive and actually healing from complex trauma, from sexual abuse. And we ask this in Jesus name. Amen. And so again, thank you, Nikki, so much for coming on to share today. Yes. You guys, it's been a great, great show today. I'm like, I'm still like wondering, wow, this is like going to open up so many blessings for so many people to get healed and have courage. And I thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you next time on Annie's Pink Chair. Hi, I'm Annie from Pink Chair, and I wanted to share with you today that I have a memoir that I wrote about five years ago about my journey from growing up in Minnesota, where there's like Minnesota nice, and there's snow, and there's hills, and I remember riding my bike as a little girl on the street with my little banana seat bike with sparkles. I never dreamed in a million years, if we can even fathom how many million years is, that I later in my life would become a call girl, call girl in Las Vegas, a high-class escort, and also not only that, be making thousands of dollars every night, but yet have a boyfriend that turned into my pimp trafficker. Well, in fallen out of the sex industry and into the arms of the Savior, This tells of this exact journey and how a young girl like me that actually was raised in a semi-normal family, my dad was an alcoholic, but he was sober most of my life, how this affected my life and how it made me very vulnerable to the sex industry and to being sex trafficked all the way from Minnesota nice to the glamorous, beautiful, colorful lights of Las Vegas. And in Fallen Out of the Sex Industry, it also shares the story of my redemptive love that happened to me when I first met Jesus Christ and how he redeemed me from the dark, dark life of abuse and complex trauma. You can go to hookersforjesus.net and just click on the picture of the book and you can order the book. And also we have this in audio as well as Spanish. 
I had a great Spanish interpreter. So if you want to order this, you just go to our website again at hookersforjesus.net. Click on the picture of Fallen and you can order it today. And let me tell you something. Once you start reading this, it reads just like a movie. You will not be able to put it down. Mark my words. Thank you so much. God bless you.